0: CHRONICLES OF THE AWAKENED CHAPTER Twelve: THE ENEMY WITHIN I could feel the cold floor beneath my body. A surge of pain flashed images of Jonathan striking me and Dr. Flagg standing over my body. I slowly pulled myself to my feet. I had a flurry of questions and emotions coursing through me. I needed to know exactly where I was. The floor was graded, reinforced steel, designed to allow any liquid to drain out of it. There was one small air vent in the top corner of the jail cell-sized room. It was reinforced. I felt like a caged animal, or more like a specimen being held for examination. Three solid concrete walls surrounded me, and one was made of a glass-like material. Smooth to the touch, I quickly realized it was one-way glass. All I could see was my reflection. They had me clothed in a black bodysuit. It was fitted tightly like scuba gear. I could not remove it. It was as if the material was attached surgically to my skin. It reminded me of the suit soldiers wore before being connected to the virtual reality training unit. They attended to my wounds. Before I lost consciousness, I could feel my own blood running down the side of my face. My friend, the one very few I still trusted, had turned on me. What I was really looking at was a reflection of a man who had lost everything. I had no strength left to fight. The world with Clara was a lie, and my true reality was a nightmare. All I had left was the pursuit of answers for clarity and revenge for those who had hurt me. You were unconscious for over 24 hours, Dr. Flagg said, his voice coming through a speaker just above the one-way glass. Dr. Kane is as puzzled as I am. You should not have been out that long. Did you experience anything while unconscious? They were studying me, but for what purpose, I still did not know. I fought to keep it together, not to lose it, but it was a battle that I did not think I would win. To get answers, I would need to give some, but every ounce of me wanted to scream out, to tear at the walls like an animal. The rage inside me was building, and only kept in check by the sadness of Jonathan and Lola's betrayal. Flag's question did not concern me. I had experienced nothing while unconscious no dreams of the afterlife, no visions of Clara. How are you still alive? I replied, trying to remain as calm as possible. There was no response. I could not hear or see anything outside my cell. I closed my eyes, trying to focus, to think about what happened and why I would have been in that situation. If I was to disregard everything that happened with Clara as a dream, then the fact would be that during patrol I encountered an Asher while trying to save a little girl. I was caught off guard and knocked to the ground by its weapons blast. I could do nothing but watch as it killed the girl, dissolving her body with its green energy weapon. The Asher chose to kill a defenseless girl before a trained soldier. It made no sense, but it did not matter at that moment as it turned its attention to me. It stood over me, And I was about to fire, but I had set my grenades to explode once I triggered the detonation. I closed my eyes and pushed the button, and everything went black. I woke up in the exact same spot, but it was clear many hours had passed. The trigger had been pressed, but the grenades did not explode. Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to find out why because a resistance helicopter had found me. The soldiers inside trained their weapons on me as if I were the enemy, and before I had a chance to land, it was destroyed by one of the Asher's orbiting ships. The blast was only a few meters from me, and the resulting wave should have killed me, but I awoke 36 hours later at Alpha Medical. Dr. Lola Kane believed I may have been infected by the radiation caused by the Asher's energy weapons, but the tests she concluded on me proved negative. This is important, David, Lola said. If you've experienced anything, please, just tell us. Please. I knew something was wrong. Being under guard and on a special floor inside Alpha Medical was clear enough proof. And then it was the way Jonathan and Lola looked at me. Jonathan was clearly holding something back, but I did not think it was because of me personally. Lola looked concerned for my well-being, even though she said I would be fine. The facility that I was brought to after the Asher's attacked Alpha Medical was almost a mirror of Naxum research. There I saw Dr. Flagg, a man who was supposedly killed by a Federation assassin. The pieces did not add up, but I knew for certain my involvement could not have just been because of my encounter with the Asher's. There had to be something else. Why are you doing this to me? I did nothing wrong, and you brought me down here and locked me in this cell. Was the attack even real, or was that stage two? The attack was real. But then, you should know that, shouldn't you, David? It was Johnson's voice, but unlike I had ever heard it before. His tone, it was as if he was speaking to a captured enemy soldier, or a traitor. I remember the look on his face when he struck me with his gun. He was angry. A thought lingered in the back of my mind, one I kept away from my evaluation of the facts until it became relevant. Twice I should have been killed, but I survived. Often when someone survives, when everyone else did not, that person becomes the subject of interest and suspicion. "'What are you accusing me of, Jonathan?' David, listen to me, Lola said. You are not just in a cell. You are in a containment chamber. When you arrived and we conducted tests on you, we found something. At the time, we weren't sure exactly what it was, so we took a sample and ran further tests. I knew whatever they had discovered, it was not good. It was clearly heard in her voice. The room I was in made even more sense when she told me what it was. I did not know if she lied about the radiation, but it was almost certain something was done to me. Jonathan's suspicion also began to make sense. The Asher may not have killed me because it needed me. What we found was interesting to say the least, Dr. Flagg began. You want to know how I am alive. And I know you want to know why I'm here, so I will tell you. However, first you need to understand what you are and what those like you have meant to the study of life energy. Before the global war began, a team of scientists gained access to a man who could recover from what would have normally been fatal injuries. The man was discovered near what was formerly China my father nathan flag worked with a team of scientists to discover why this man had such abilities it was a joint effort between multiple countries 12 scientists in all were part of the team the man did not know where he came from he claimed he was orphaned and was raised in korea they were able to learn his ability was written into his dna and it affected his cells however it was unlike any sequence the scientists had ever seen. While he was a human, there were parts of his DNA structure that they could not identify. The scientists considers them alien, since they were not part of any known pair or sequence they had seen at the time. Originally, the man was willing to have us run tests on him, but after several months, he wanted to be released. By then, there was not much more that we could have learned. Unfortunately, during that time, talks broke down between some of the countries and war was on the horizon. Once the Alliance and Federations were formed, my father was ordered to take any samples and research and return home. The plan was to kill the subject codenamed Alpha and destroy all research leaving only my father's. What was unknown at the time was that the Alliance government was compromised and that the information was passed on to an enemy agent, part of a terrorist group, faction, known as the Key. In the end, all the scientists along with Subject Alpha and the research samples were destroyed. At the time, I was working for the newly created division dealing with scientific exploration codename Factor 12. My father and I were not on speaking terms, but when I heard of his death, I began looking through the letters and packages he had sent to me. Among them were copies of his research and various samples. I soon discovered he was keeping information from the government. He discovered what gave Subject Alpha his abilities. It was the same thing that allowed me to give you your temporary abilities, David. Life energy. I was nothing but a test subject to them. The way Flag spoke... Chronicling the events that led to something I had fought to forget. I should have realized Flag would have never ran his experiments on me. He knew exactly what he was doing. There were still many unanswered questions, but Flag was just getting started. Unlike my father, I was loyal to the government and turned over all the information my father had sent me. They allowed me to handpick a team to continue the research. Over the following years, we conducted experiments and discovered a way to identify people with the potential to develop abilities. We knew all humans had this life energy within them, but it would lay dormant just as it did within your body, David. However, there were more people that had their special DNA that would eventually allow them to awaken their life energy and grant them abilities. And thus, our study had its name. The Awaken Project. While I was not clear exactly what Lewis did or did not know about the Awaken Project, it was clear he knew something. When he told me about the project, I wondered if someone had continued Flag's work. I never thought it was Flag himself. What I wanted to know was why I was chosen to be experimented on, and what exactly he did to me. I wanted to know if he had tracked my progress, and if so, why he never did anything to help me when my abilities faded. I know you are wondering how you fit into all this, David. Prior to the Awakened project, while we were looking for more test subjects, We discovered Subject Alpha was originally born in your home country. We asked the Alliance military to go there and use our testing process to see if perhaps your people all possessed the same DNA markers as Subject Alpha. Sadly, your people resisted and many test subjects were lost. Even more unfortunate, we discovered there was nothing special about your people, sans one family. We ran tests on the remains of your grandparents. (laughs) David, they found that they had the same DNA structure as Subject Alpha. While your grandparents and Subject Alpha were not related, we wanted to see if your grandparents' offspring would carry the differences in their DNA. It took some time for us to discover who they were, as many of the records were destroyed. By the time we had found them, They had fled the country and, we assumed, killed during the war. That was until the incident at the Factor 12 research station in Naxa Mountain. We had collected samples from five other test subjects we had discovered around the globe who possessed the same DNA markers. Our research was sabotaged and all the data was lost. The only good that came from that incident was that the saboteur was captured and that we discovered the Federation had been conducting their own awakened project, and it began with two test subjects. A man and a woman, Martha and Alexander, but their last name was Chase. Any resolve that remained within me at that moment broke apart. I fell to my knees, not once doubting what Flagg had told me. Chase was my mother's maiden name. It was changed to Xavier when she married my father. They abandoned me because they knew the Alliance was looking for them, but to flee one enemy into the hands of another did not make any sense. For so long they were branded traitors just for leaving, and what Flag was telling me was that they defected to the Federation to become test subjects." I can hear your reaction, David. Let me put your mind at ease, they did not defect, they were captured while fleeing. The agent the Alliance captured gave us detailed information. Your mother and father fought against the Federation and even tried to escape and destroy the research. They died trying to alert the Alliance to their location. Sadly, we never received anything. What we did learn was that the Federation were years behind the Alliance and we redoubled our efforts to find the X Factor of the awakening process. I personally looked into your parents and discovered your mother's maiden name and then we found you. We watched you while at the campus and waited to see if anything would manifest on its own. The Alliance did not want to experiment on you as a child, but when you had collapsed During your training match, you were brought to Alpha Medical. To me. I had to approach you the way I did because most of the personnel at Alpha Medical did not know about our work. However, we did inform your headmaster and your coach of the procedure. It was their job to watch over you once it was completed. To listen to someone talk about you as if you were nothing more than a lab rat was demeaning to say the least. He had no compassion in his voice, almost no emotion at all. It was as if he was reading from a textbook account of his records. My own coach, my headmaster, had lied to me. They did not care about me or my well being. They just watched their experiment unfold on government orders. I should have known better back then. Once I returned to the campus, tried as I did, there were times it was apparent I was dominating in any physical events. There had been testing done for performance-enhancing drugs, and I never once was brought in. Rethinking on that time, I realized they protected me from investigation, both from external and internal sources. My whole time at the campus was nothing more than a controlled testing environment. We tried something different with you, David. What I told you that night was true, and for a time it worked as we expected. But sadly, the effects were limited, and by then we had test subjects that were more expendable. And so we decided to allow you to continue on with the loss of your abilities and monitor your progress. Even when you ran from the campus and traveled before joining the Alliance military, we had been tracking you. Implanted within your body was a special beacon, secondary to the one placed into you when you joined the military. The beacon also gathered data on various vital statistics and would send them to us whenever you were near a data transmission node. Originally, no one was told of your condition when you began basic training, but when you began to excel and were noticed by alpha factor, we wanted to inform your commanding officer of the project. The only comfort I could take in Flagg's words was that he did not mention Clara or Sarah. It would have been too much to bear if he had told me they were part of the project. Jonathan and Lola knew about it all along, and I was too stupid to notice. Not once did I believe they were lying to me, befriending me because they were ordered to. I did not want to hear anymore, but my mind would not allow me to ask him to stop. At that point, we were done with you, David. We had other subjects to conduct our tests on, and with the war coming to an end, the rush to enhance our soldiers was lessened. Jonathan and Lola were watching over you, and you performed your duties normally to the Alliance as well as to Naxum Research. Everything was moving at a pace that was acceptable to me and my team. That was until a few weeks before the meteors hit. We were nowhere closer to discovering a way to permanently awaken the life energy within a human being, and then one day something began to happen to all of our test subjects. Their change was different than yours. Every one of their cells were surrounded with an aura of energy. It could only be seen under a specific microscope or on a specific spectrum, but it was clearly there. We could not explain it. There was nothing we had done to cause such a change, but that was not the strangest part. The test subjects did not develop any abilities. In fact, they became comatose. We ran tests on them and we found that each had a tumor-like growth at the base of their brainstem. After further tests, We realized the subjects were experiencing some sort of dream. Their patterns were similar to those that you would see in a person who was in REM sleep. A few days before the meteors were detected, the aura expanded out from our test subjects, covering their entire body. Something was changing within them at the cellular level. They were becoming something different. Their bodies were going through a matter-to-energy transfer process. Simply put, they were turning from physical beings into energy beings. We placed the test subjects in stasis, but it did nothing to stop the process. Two days before the meteor hit, the subjects had completely turned to energy and disappeared. By then, we were looking for answers as to stopping the meteor strike, but I also was running scans on the energy to learn all I could. When the meteor was struck by an energy weapon, I put two and two together. Our planet, while devastated by the meteor shards, still had scanning capabilities, and so I began running comparisons on the energy blast and the energy type that the test subject had turned into. I wish I could say I was surprised by what I found, but by then I was not. The energy signature matched. The blast of energy that had shattered the meteor Was I identical to the test subject's life energy? I gave my report to the president. It was clear. The change in human DNA was alien, and it was done to us by our attackers. I believed I had a purpose. I wanted to serve my nation with honor. With my childhood behind me, I truly hoped I could carve out a meaningful existence. After the death of Herschel and then Sarah, The faith I had in achieving my goals was severely weakened, but meeting Clara and building a new future with her put me back on track. When she died, there was only one path, revenge. It was all I had left, the only reason I had to live. Flag's story took all that away. The pain, the pleasure, the hope. My life did not mean anything. I was nothing but a scientific curiosity to humanity, and a weapon to the aliens. I had killed Clara just as if I had guided the meteor to Earth myself. Everything was coming together, the answers were leading to fewer questions. My reality became clearer, and what I was, was horrifying. I gave myself a final task. Find any remaining humans with the DNA markers, if they were any. I wanted to know if the energy transformation happened to everyone or just a select few. Over the next few months, my search came up empty. I found no other humans with the DNA markers. Not until you resurfaced. Jonathan and Lola gave me their report, and there was no evidence of any change within you. It was a mystery to be sure. But I could not pull you from the front lines to experiment on you no matter how much I begged the resistance government to do so. All I could do was continue with what I had, and I watched over your every move to see if anything would occur. After two years, I believed I had missed something. Perhaps the aliens had experimented on humans long ago, and never knew if their own experiments had worked out or not. I originally theorized that the humans with the specific DNA were sleeper agents for the aliens, but with you showing no signs of change, that became less of a possibility. <laughs> that was until a few days ago. A video image appeared on the glass before me. It was a feed of my patrol route from an aerial drone. They had recorded me that night, they had seen everything. I could do nothing but watch everything unfold, the little girl, the Asher attack, but there was something different, something I never knew happened. You should pay attention to this part, David, Jonathan said coldly. This is where it gets interesting. The video showed me lying on the ground struggling to move after the blast knocked us apart. The Asher slowly walked over to the girl killing her and then made its way to me. My hand was gripped on the detonator. Just as I remembered, I closed my eyes and was ready to pull the trigger. We had limited resources to track you, Flagg began. Your implants still function, but as I was allowed to, would send drones to capture live video of you, specifically when you were alone. This was what we were looking for. You lying helplessly on the ground with an alien ready to kill you, but he did not and at that very moment it became clear why i watched the video in disbelief my eyes opened widely and stared directly at the asher my hand was still on the trigger but i did not push it it was if i was under some kind of a trance in my hypnotic state the asher began to scan me something we had never seen them do before then he placed his weapon over me just as he did the little girl, but instead of a green energy that disintegrated flesh, it was a red energy that only caused me to close my eyes. We had been monitoring any signals you sent, Jonathan said. We did not know if you were a willing or unwilling participant, but either way we weren't going to leave ourselves open again. Unfortunately. We were not actively monitoring your feed when this occurred. What alerted us was after the Asher hit you with that crimson light. We had never seen that type of energy before, Dr. Flagg said. Whatever it did to you caused you to change just as our test subject did, but at a much slower rate, it seems. Did you know when you went into that comatose state, you were sending out energy signals from your body? Your implant gave us some very strange readings, many of which we're still working through now, but one thing was clear. Your consciousness left your body and went somewhere else. The video feed vanished, and the glass before me changed. I could now see outside my cell. My cell was in the center of the facility, several feet high above the ground. Every person in the area turned and looked at me. Jonathan and Lola stood next to Flag, who began typing on a computer console at the base of my containment unit. I could hear a hissing sound and turned to see gas pur- pouring in from the air vent. I could feel my strength slipping away as I fell to my stomach and was slowly losing consciousness. Apparently, you are very special to the aliens, David. And I promise you, we will find out why, Flagg said. We will learn what they did to you, and where your consciousness traveled, even if it kills you. Next week, Chapter 13.